Hello and welcome to Hymns We Love. My name is Steve Kramer and I help with connections in Claygate with my wife Pippa. And that is where Hymns We Love first began. Each day this week we're looking at a different well-loved hymn and through each one we'll explore an aspect of God's character. Each day we'll sing the hymn and then look at what we can learn from it and from its author. We'll then sing the hymn again before ending with a short prayer for ourselves and for those around us in these difficult times. In total it should take around 20 minutes, but don't worry, this call isn't costing you anything, so please feel free to relax and listen. Today we're looking at our second hymn, Rock of Ages, Cleft for Me, and through that I hope we will discover that you and I are so precious in God's eyes that he was prepared to send Jesus to come and save us 2,000 years ago. So, let's hear it now, and if you know the words, please feel free to sing along as loudly as you like. If you search for Rock of Ages on a computer, the first thing that comes up is not the hymn we've just sung, but the 2012 musical starring Tom Cruise. Its strapline promises nothing but a good time. And that is probably not the first phrase that comes to mind when thinking about this hymn. 
It's a big, weighty hymn. In fact, it can feel a bit serious and downbeat. But I hope, as we look at it today, we'll come to see that it actually shows something amazing about God's character. In many ways, it's not dissimilar to its writer. Augustus Toplady was a complex individual and not easy to get to know. He was gentle, humble, caring, loved by his parishioners, but also a bit of a loner who became embroiled in a bitter theological dispute which for many years tainted his reputation. Born in Farnham in 1740, his father was a major in the Royal Marines but tragically died just five months after Augustus was born. Augustus grew up an only child and formed a pretty solitary figure for much of his short life, dying when he was just 38. He found faith as a teenager, was ordained and initially served as a curate in Blagdon, Somerset, which is close to Cheddar Gorge. And if you believe the sign painted on the rocks in nearby Burrington Coombe, it was here as he sheltered from a violent storm that the inspiration for Rock of Ages came to him and he quickly scribbled the words down on the back of a playing card. It's a wonderful, romantic story, but sadly untrue. In fact, his inspiration was a verse from the book of Isaiah, Trust in the Lord forever, for the Lord our Lord is a rock of ages. Yesterday, we immersed ourselves in the celebrated hymn, How Great Thou Art, and explored God as the creator of an amazing, complex and vast universe, discovering how his greatness and goodness are precisely what makes him worthy of praise. But even more wonderfully, that he then sent Jesus to live with us, die for us on a cross, and rise from the tomb on that first Easter Sunday for our salvation. And it is the cross that is at the centre of this hymn, and what we will look at today. But before we do that, let's just consider for a moment who this Jesus was, and what we can know about him. Well, the first thing is, there can be no doubt that he was real. There really was a man called Jesus who lived 2,000 years ago and 2,000 miles away from here, who claimed to be a prophet, who was executed and died on a cross under the Romans. The evidence for this is overwhelming, not just from Christians, but also from Jewish and Roman writers at the time. So the question we need to ask ourselves is not whether he existed, but who he actually was. If you ask many people in this country who Jesus was, they'll probably say he was a good man, a moral teacher who taught about love and how to live a good life. And they're absolutely right, to a point. Because if we look carefully at what Jesus said about himself, I don't think he ever intended us to draw this conclusion. He is someone who said, I am the light of the world. I am the resurrection. I am the way, the truth and the life. He wasn't claiming to be a signpost, but to be the way. Not simply to offer a perspective on truth, but to be the truth. The other thing about Jesus is that for all his teachings and for all the qualities of his life, his primary focus and the focus of the New Testament and of Christians down the ages has not been so much on his life, but on his suffering, death and resurrection. 
Have you ever thought what an odd symbol the cross is? We wear it round our necks. It's the shape of most churches. Many people make the sign of it when they pray. But if I was talking to you today wearing a guillotine or a model electric chair round my neck, you'd rightly think I'm rather odd. And yet we think nothing of wearing a symbol of probably the most brutal and cruel form of execution ever invented. So why do Christians focus so much on this cross? Why are almost a third of the Gospels the accounts of Jesus' life about his death? The answer is that Christians believe it is through and only through Jesus' death and his subsequent resurrection that relationship with God can be restored. It is at the cross where Christianity is shown to be different from every other religion. God comes and makes the human condition his own, taking all the consequences of it on himself. Dying so we can live, suffering alone so we never have to, and taking our judgment so we can be free. Christianity confronts straight on the seriousness of sin. It shows it is impossible to overstate the consequences of that in terms of our relationship with our holy God, with each other and with his world. And it makes clear that humans cannot solve that problem by themselves. It was St Anselm, the Archbishop of Canterbury in the 12th century, who said, Only man should pay for his sins, since it was he who was in default. But only God could make this payment, since it was he who demanded it. And it's this that Augustus Toplady makes so clear in our hymn today. Not the labour of my hands can fulfil thy law's demands. You see, no matter how hard we try, we can never meet God's standards. We can't ever be good enough or do enough. That gap is just too big. Could my zeal no respite know? Could my tears forever flow? Also, it doesn't matter how hard we try how good our intentions, or how sorry we are. Because all for sin could not atone, thou must save, and thou alone. In the end, Top Lady says that everything has to come from God. Only God can rescue us. And so he concludes that we are just utterly helpless before God. Nothing in my hand I bring, simply to your cross I cling, naked, Come to you for dress, helpless, look to you for grace. Foul I to the fountain fly, wash me saviour, or I die. Now does this all sound somewhat downbeat? I certainly think many people assume this hymn is rather depressing. But I don't think this is what Top Lady thought. You see, whilst at the cross I cannot escape my emptiness, neither can I escape that God loved me and you so much that he paid the ultimate price to bring us back into relationship with him. On one level, the cross shows us to be helpless, naked and lost. But within this, Jesus' death reveals that you and I are in fact priceless. Because God did everything. He gave it all, paying the highest price to redeem us, to buy us back to rescue us. And this is the unimaginable value that God places on you and I. And isn't that wonderful? 
If we were involved in our own salvation, we could never really be sure if we were good enough or had done enough. I can't even keep to the speed limit. If I had to rely on myself to be good enough for God, I'd be on pretty shaky ground. Instead, their rescue plan has been completely finished by Jesus and is rock solid. God is our rock of ages. All we need to do is say thank you and accept that most wonderful gift. This is what Augustus Toplady did, and he found in Christ one who, whatever the storms of life, offered him an unchanging, utterly faithful and true saviour. No wonder he wanted to hide himself in this God. So, let's listen again and sing along to Rock of Ages, reflecting on the wonderful love that drove God's rescue plan for you and for me. Hello, this is Pippa, and I lead Connections, which is where Hymns We Love first began. I'm now going to pray two short prayers as we finish our time together today. Please feel free to join me. The theologian Emil Bruner wrote that the cross is the only place where the loving, 
forgiving, merciful God is revealed in such a way that we see that his holiness and his love are both equally infinite. Dear God, thank you that you chose to pour out your love for me, that through the life, death and resurrection of Jesus, you pick me up, wash me clean and make me whole. Thank you, Lord, that all of this was done by Jesus and none of it depends on how good or how bad I have been. You love me regardless and I am priceless in your eyes. Help me now to know and accept your kind and wonderful gift of forgiveness. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. And now, let's pray for those around us in these difficult times. Dear Heavenly Father, In this time of lockdown and pandemic, we pray for our world, our nation, our communities and ourselves. We pray for all those in authority, both in our own country and across the world, and ask that you give them wisdom, vision, strength and humility to lead wisely and compassionately at this difficult time. We pray for all those working hard and risking their lives to help others at the moment, in particular those working in the NHS, in care homes, in medical research and in the community supporting the sick and the elderly. Please strengthen them and protect them. Give them skill, empathy and resilience to enable them to keep caring and supporting others. We pray for all those who are sick and ask that they may know your presence in their isolation and your peace in their turmoil. For those who are grieving, we ask you, dear Lord, to bring them comfort in their loss and your hope in the depths of their despair. We now pause to name before you those who we know are frail, sick or grieving. Finally, Lord, we pray for ourselves and ask that you would protect and sustain us in mind, in body and in spirit and that we would know your peace each step of the way through these dark days. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for calling Daily Hope. Please call again tomorrow or press zero to return to the main menu.